and dare I say happy Christmas or whatever it is that you, you celebrate this time of year. <laughs> happy Guinness Day, I don't know. It's um, something that I, I, I hold dear to my heart over, over Christmas. Um, anyway, so welcome to the December's Damn It Records podcast. And uh, as you may know, my name is Nick and with me is the genius that they call John. Hiya, yeah. What we've got this month, we've got a selection of tracks from Damnations. We've got tracks from bands featured on um, the showcase gigs. What else we got? What have we got? We've got bands, <laughs> as you said. Um, news of a new CD release that's coming out in, well, we're recording this on, on a Sunday and it's coming out in the next day. So by the time you actually get to hear this, it's already been out, so why not you bought it? Um, so that's coming out. Plus, also you heard at the start of the show, the Cribs Christmas single, mm. which we have released on behalf of the Trussell Trust Charity, um, and for people that don't know, that that's for people that help, help with food banks, so it's a very worthwhile cause. Um, so please, donate, 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 give us a quid, I don't care, give us £10. Uh, and if that's not enough, we've got this month's chat with Australian band Crash and the Crappenters, and we've already recorded that, uh, he's a very interesting guy. And before we carry on, uh, just want to mention Jet Black and Wilco, rest in peace. Two people that have big, had big influences on my musical career so far. Absolutely, mine too. We're going to start off this month with Cato Street Conspiracy. We talked about bands that played the uh, the, the recent showcase. Um, this was one of the bands that played, and this is a relatively new song from them. Again, not released on anything apart from through our label so far maybe 2023 for a new full album that's just what what the, the rumors are well, i'd like to see it when it happens this one's called digging out Twenty-five years to pick up block. Twenty-five years when the world is stopped. All my time is coming again. 
So you know when you've had a bad day, you go down the pub to relax. Right? Well at the end of a ship, I went down the pub, I really didn't want to fight. He costumed me out over some petty thing I thought to myself, I'll have a swift gin. Then my mate came in, I had another. Before you knew it, I was talking with me mother, before I go home. No I'm there. Then I had another, another and another in a blink of an eye. Regular fling. That's all there's fling. Get I was already down on my knees. Order a taxi. Get me home please. Back to his gap. For one for the road. The road is very long indeed. Eventually I stumbled indoors. I woke her up with one of my snores. She gave me hell. She gave me fight. And then some more. Way into the night. I'm starting digging out. Digging out my own road. Yeah, so that was Kato Street Conspiracy of Digging Out. That chorus could be an earworm, would you reckon? Uh, well, I don't know. I've got so much wax, so I might have to dig it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. So, oh, God, it, it, it's it's just... about you. I've been on the coffee already. You can tell. Yeah, it, can you? yeah. It's one of them uh, days. It is one of them days. It's cold and it's miserable. <laughs> And for those who like the football, England got kicked out yesterday, so there you go. We're, we're yeah. all sorry. Um, There's so many questions, isn't there? There is so many questions. Oh, we've got any answers. We need the answers, and that's uh, provided for us by Bad Blood.
So that was Bad Blood as answers. I hope they've, they've given you some. Um, they appeared on our first Dammit Records Roadshow Showcase in Maystone the other, the other week uh, alongside Cato Street Conspiracy. And we're going to have a bit later on in the show Aubrey Ellis and the Baron. Um, and we also had a guest appearance from Punker, who uh, were old friends of ours, and we hope that they'll be uh, joining the label at some point in the future because they're, they're, they're very, very nice people and very, very good musicians, and I think you'll like what they do. Exactly. Um, Watch this space. At that gig, um, you know, like, we, we've played some tracks from a lot of our bands, mm. and it's always good to hear them live, and Bad Blood did play Answers on their last final song, and I loved it. It was great, wasn't it? It was really, really good. I mean, there, there's lots of tracks that they, they played, obviously, we've not heard before. And um, I, I, I thought they were brilliant. And uh, I really hope that we, we can work closer with them also in the future. So uh, and those, those of you who like that, that sort of shouty, aggressive punk rock, they, were, they really did, did resonate with me. So I, I think the whole gig surprised me, in fact, as to how good they all, all every single band was. I mean, we know they were individually, but how well they, they worked together. They were all tight, weren't they? Yeah. All very good, yeah. Absolutely. So um, there, there, is, there is life in, in old dog slit, yeah. Anyway, so this is podcast number December. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so for those of, of you who have only just stumbled across us, uh, where have you been? Um, welcome aboard. But, John, where would you uh, find previous podcasts? We'd, uh, yeah, technical one. I, I ain't got a clue. So we're on Spotify, we're on Anchor, we're on Amazon, uh, and as I said last time, the best thing to do is if you've got Alexa, is just to say Alexa, play Damn It Records podcast, and it will come up. Um, but if you want to go onto Anchor and then put in for Damn It Records podcast, or even Spotify, you can go onto there and, and search as well. Cool, excellent. Well. As you say, if you've got an Alexa, what's what's the, what's the other one? Siri, do that? Does Siri do that as well? Oh, I don't know, to be fair. Right, okay, fair enough. All right, well, let's, let's stick with Alexa. She's got a nice voice. Yeah, she has. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, what we got? So we've got featured bad time. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> featured band time. So this month we've got Crash and the Crappenters, and with us now we've got Crash from Crash and the Crappenters. I can see David Bowie. Uh, Hello. Good morning. If only, if only he was still here to talk to you guys. But, you know, <laughs> but we've got something much better. Crash from the Crappenders instead. Uh, uh, a rather poor substitute for the greatest of all time, but I'll do my best to try and be somewhat entertaining. It, it, in our eyes, you're just as good, mate. Don't worry. Thank you very much. I appreciate yes. it, mate. How are you going? I'm I'm good. Although it's a tad chilly here at the moment. Um, it's it's minus five out here at the moment. So go on, piss me off straight away. How warm is it there now? I was about thirty-two degrees today. <laughs> um, <laughs> glorious, bright sunshine. Not that I was able to enjoy it because I've been stuck in the house with the the gift that keeps on giving. Um, COVID since Friday, I tested oh. positive. Oh. So I am. Uh, I am uh, soldiering on. The show must go on, and in this case, the podcast must go on. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I did. So, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't get to enjoy this. You know, misery loves company, and I didn't get to enjoy any of the sunshine myself today. Yeah. Tell, tell us what, how idyllic your area is. I mean, it sounds lovely. Marine Beach. 
Yeah, um, I'm born and bred in Maroubra Beach. I currently live in a suburb called Botany. I don't know if you've ever been to Australia. Been no, Australia no, does. No, no. We might have to remedy. Might have to remedy that at some stage in the uh, in the future. Mm. But um, right near Sydney Airport, about five kilometres from the beautiful golden sands of uh, of Maroubra Beach. Um, and yeah, it's just it's a it's it's such a I just it's it's almost. So I, I did I, I did another interview one time or did some Instagram post and I was asked about my influences and I did say that it was you know Iggy Pop, David Bowie, Henry Rollins, Patti Smith, Bob Marley and the Specials, The Clash obviously, and uh, and and Maroubra Beach and the South Sydney Rabbitohs as well. It's a it's almost a rite of passage when you grow up where I grow up. Um, you know you may not know much about the South Sydney Rabbitohs but they are the rugby league rugby team league. that Russell. Russell Crowe owns. Yeah, yeah. So they have been uh, elevated over the last 20 years or so from being a team that was uh, a bit of a team that struggled perennially uh, and with the input of, uh, of having that really, really amazing backing from, uh, from the likes of Russell Crowe. Um, they have actually, they're consistently um, around the, uh, in and around the top four in uh, the NRL, which is the National Rugby League Competition. And, um, myself, I, I, I don't live as close to the beach as I'd like these days, but I'm born and bred. Uh, Darb Lewis, who is uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the guitarist in the band and, and the other uh, main songwriter in the band, um, he lives about a minute and a half from the beach. Johnny Ammo, the uh, bass player, the new guy in the band. We call him the Ron Wood in our band because he's the newest, uh, he's the newest guy. Um, he's the same, born and bred at beautiful downtown Matraville. Um, Richard Sullivan, the bass player, uh, the, the other guitar player in the band, same deal. And uh, the only sort of non-Marubrite, and when I, I do this thing, when I, when I start our shows, I like to insult my audience right at the start. And I talk about the fact that uh, we are Crashing the Crappenters. We are a punk rock band from Maroubra Beach. Um, and if you know anything about Maroubra Beach, you know that we've, we don't fucking care whether you like us or not. And Mitchell, is, I'm not fucking from Maroubra Beach, and that you know, or something like that. So <laughs> he does uh, object a little bit to being called a uh, Maroubrite, a, 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 a local, so to speak. Well, in, in, yeah. in, uh, in response, you've answered all my questions. I was going to ask. <laughs> well, Crash, um, for me, like, um, thank you very much for coming on board. Really appreciate that. Of all the bands we've interviewed, we kind of don't really know much about you. Um, so, like, where did Crash and the Crappenters start? Where, how did you become and, and how long have you been yeah. going for? Mate, Crash and the Crappenters began as an idea in my, uh, in my mind. Um, uh, I, I had a couple of forays into the music industry when I was younger that never really amounted to much. Um, and with that, I, I lost a lot of confidence and, and some of the people that we were coming up with achieved a lot more than we did in a shorter space of time and as the songwriter and the singer and the front man, I took that quite personally and I had issues with, uh, with alcohol and, and that led to issues with drugs and that led to issues with uh, mental health issues and that type of thing. So I really, I really spent about 15 years driving around and raising a family, but always with this idea that at some stage I, I wanted, and I, but I, I always wrote, I always wrote songs. Uh, I didn't, I didn't even really consider myself, a musician until I was about 22. I remember just, I had a new reconstruction. So I had a couple of, about about six weeks where I was going to be sitting on my ass. And I thought, 
I'll, I'll grab a guitar and, and I'll learn to play some chords. Um, and that enabled me to begin um, writing not just the poetry, uh, which is I consider myself a, more a poet than even than a songwriter, but it did, did give me the, the ability to actually demo songs and that type of thing. Um, and then I got to my early 40s and I thought, and my children had grown up a little bit, and I thought to myself, if I don't do something now, I probably never will. And I'll be dirty on myself and dirty on the world if I don't. So I'm very lucky. I've got my, my one of my older brothers is a guy named Michael Carpenter, who is like a, a legend in the Sydney power pop and rock music. And, and now he's actually forking out a career as a country music singer and guitarist and multi-instrumentalist and producer who's actually been nominated for three golden guitar awards at the Tamworth Country Music Festival this year, of which I'm very proud. So he and I, I, I went to here. So even the fact that I had an absolute legend who I could make a record with in my immediate family, my lack of confidence and my lack of belief in my ability meant that it was I just it was something that I never really thought possible until I did and then we got in and there was one song a song called Lou Ferrigno and that's a song it's a it's a love song that I wrote for for my four children um and we went in and we recorded that just you know I went in with my demo I played some rhythm guitars Mick played everything else and um and it turned out better than I thought it could and so we sent it to an alternative radio station in Sydney is a radio station called Triple J. And we sent it to a show called Short, Fast, Loud. And they played it. And then we recorded something else. We sent it and they played it. And we sent it to something else and, and they played it too. And as this was happening, my belief sort of started. I started to get some belief, start to, to creep into to my, 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 my core and my, my self-esteem and that type of thing. Um, and I remember a conversation with Mike. I said, Mike, to adjust your aspirations for this thing. So I said, all right, let's make a record. But even, and we did that, and we put Set, it, set in Stone out in 2017, I think. And, um, but even with that, we started, we started doing what you do these days when you're a DIY enterprise, um, sharing your stuff on all of the Facebook punk rock group, groups and the, and the rock Aussie rock groups and the international rock groups and stuff and, and the response was really positive to the point where I had Sydney bands um, hitting me up to say you know we want to get you guys playing some shows and stuff you know and I was always like yeah 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 we're just finalizing a lineup and we're going to be we're ready in a couple of months but truth be known I, I never had any intention of of playing shows because the very thought even at that stage filled me with so much anxiety and stage fright and I just didn't think that it was anything that was was going to be possible at, at one stage but then it was a sort of thing where it's like you know if a tree falls in the forest if you make a record and you don't get out there and flog it does anybody hear so I undertook I remember it was around about May 2017 I committed to playing a uh, a punk rock festival in Ulladulla, which is on the south coast of uh, New South Wales, about four hours away. So I thought if we stunk up the joint, you know, it wouldn't get back, the word wouldn't get back to Sydney or, and that, you know, like, and we did. Don't get me wrong. I remember <laughs> I, I was so full of 
anxiety. I remember as we were about to kick off, um, someone kicked a beer over on my bass player's pedal board. And I'm standing there and I'm looking at the door and I'm looking at this kerfuffle and I'm just thinking, fuck. And I've never had the fight or flight um, uh, in my system uh, as high as I did then. But I stuck it out and I blew my voice out after about two songs or three songs. And, and yeah, as I say, um, the thing with it was that it was a bit of a pressure release valve. Um, yeah, because I put the band together in that three or four months, just got, you know, putting ads out here and a guy who a guy who knew a guy that I knew. Um, and so I came two weeks later, we had a show, our first Sydney show. And um, it was really a defining moment in my life because I wasn't, I just didn't feel as anxiety riddled about it. I just, I did, we just had a good time. And um, the thing that I always remember is a legendary Sydney punk rock band and, and the band and great friends of mine called the Collitons. <laughs> and they had actually given us this show. Um, and uh, we didn't have any T-shirts. We didn't have any merch, but we had stickers. So they were so impressed. And then Timothy Obradovic, who was the the, 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 the lead, lead singer and lead guitar player in, in the Colton, he stuck two stickers of ours on his chest to play his show. And I felt like, you know, and then the rest had, had, had flown from there, you know, we, we did have some lineup changes before 2020 when we put out our, our self-titled um, second record. Um, and that was, we released that on April 20, 2020. So in 2021, we, we went, uh, we, we, let, we, we put out the, our great singles bonanza of 2021. <laughs> and that was four pandemic themed um, singles that began with uh, the bleakness of a track called We're All In This Alone. Um, you Can't Trust No One. And that was actually a response. Do you guys know the Ben Lee song, We're All In This Together? Mm-hmm. Well, we were just getting fucking bombarded. <clears throat> and it's, it's pretty shit, right? I don't like to shit can other bands because, you know, but I just... And, and when, it, when you're getting hammered with this, if you've never felt more alone, and you're getting hammered with this song every, every commercial break... Uh, oh yeah, I really was moved to write a song of reply called We're All In This Alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the second single was a song called You Can Write Me Off, which was written by, by, by Darb Lewis, the other songwriter. And that's about um, how all of the symbols of status and all this work that you hold so important um, didn't really mean that much. You know, uh, pilots who were having to resort to delivering pizzas because they needed to make ends meet during the COVID times and that type of thing. And um, Third single was, was a song called Protect Our One, which uh, I'm uh, involved in an environmental organisation called Protect Our One, and I wanted to write an anthem for it, and that was part of something that really brought me back to being able to be positive about things again after the um, the, the the lockdown situation early on. And the last song was Outbreak of Human Kindness, and that was me imagining that, um, you know, you could spread good vibes and, and, and kindness as easily as um, you could spread COVID sort of thing. Uh, it's a Scar song. We love Scar. Um, and, then, yeah, we, yeah, and then to completely undo all of that good work that I tried to end on such a positive note um, with that single, we put out another single last year called Fuck Christmas and Fuck New Year's. My birthday actually falls on the 30th of December, so I'm a little bit bar humbug about the whole season. It's right in the middle of that Christmas, New Year's period. And um, it's always sort of, you know, falling through the cracks. Uh, though I do enjoy Christmas for my children and that type of thing. Um, yeah, I, the, uh, 
the fact that it's almost more of a marketing tool these days than a, than a, a, what it's what it's supposed to be. If we can just pause for a second, we're going to play one of yours. It's one of my personal favourites. Let's play um, Runners High. Quite funny hearing you talk. That your your storyline and your <clears throat> motives and methods and um, your outlook of life is very similar to. Well, certainly I, I can resonate with it, and I think John can probably pick up on some some of it as well. But somebody asked me a while ago, "How does it feel when you're on stage?" And in this world, especially when you do have issues with anxiety and and um, and depression and and loss, and you've been through a little bit over the last few years, not just COVID related. And uh, 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 one of my daughter's friends, I have an 18-year-old daughter, it was the first show that she was coming to of mine that was legal, and the kid said to me, are you nervous about, you know, playing Frankies? And I said, mate, I love playing the show. So the rest of my life makes me nervous. So the turnaround in five or six years from being so fraught with um, anxiety around performing to actually feeling so comfortable performing I don't like to, you know, sound like a total wanker and just say, but I know that I've, there have been people who have sort of picked up the guitar again and, 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 and started to, because I know because they told me, and, and said that, you know, what we have done um, has sort of shown them that they could probably do it too. And, and mm. it's not about, you know, we're not under any illusions of um, ever becoming rich and famous or... Or, or even making a living out of um, out of doing music, you know. Uh, I like to think that that means that we're doing it for all the right reasons, as I'm sure you guys uh, actually I know that you guys are too. Mm-hmm. And it means you just it's just out of a compulsion to be creative. We we say we're just a bunch of dads, you know, having a crack, you know. Talking about your songs that you've sent us, you've sent us um, three so far that we've played on our damnations. For me, unfortunately, I'm the, the sort of person who doesn't listen to lyrics. I just listen to the tune. I <laughs> Sorry about that. Out of those who matter, don't mind, Runners High and Tilly's song, I do have a favourite tune-wise. Have you got a favourite at all? Write It Out, I love, because I love the fact that it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real reggae, which is... and and. I know I, can, I always, every interview, every time I do a, a podcast or something like this, I always say, don't talk about The Clash so much. You, 
fucking go on and on about the clash. But what I love about the clash and what set them apart from many, many other punk bands was the fact that they were willing to try any type of music, you know, they didn't, they didn't care. Um, and, and, and it came off sometimes and sometimes it didn't. And I feel like we're the same way. So, and so the, yeah, write it out. And I love the lyric of write it out too. It's, it's, uh, breathe in, breathe out, anxiety flowing up in the steam to the clouds. It's actually about smoking marijuana, I think. <laughs> if I, if, uh, if, uh, if I've uh, got that correct, unfortunately, uh, Dave isn't here and we can't clarify. But I love those who matter don't mind too. I, I really feel that lyrically, um, those who matter don't mind is all about um, just just do what you want, you know. I particularly like uh, Tilly's sake, and I'm really appreciative of you guys giving it some air and giving its first exposure, giving it, giving that track its first exposure to the world mm-hmm. because it's a song that's extremely important to me because it's a song, the first verse is a direct quote that from the eulogy that one of my friends, Emma, wrote for her 15-year-old daughter um, after she committed suicide earlier this year. Mm. It was so important to me. Are, are you uh, the runner out of Runner's High? You I am you? the runner. You are. I am the runner out of Runner's High. Um, one of the things that uh, did help me so much during those first lockdowns uh, so, yeah, but so because I couldn't get my fix of, of the ocean and, and, and surfing and get the endorphins pumping that way, I don't know what led me to do it, but I went, I ran like around the block, uh, which is about a kilometre. Um, I always say that the run is high after a really good run like that. Um, it's the closest I'm feeling I've ever gotten to to uh, amphetamines from, from back in the day when I was a, a little bit younger and a little bit more more careless. Um <laughs> Uh, and, and, and it's a real thing. So that's why I, I wanted to write that song to talk about, talk about what a positive, uh, what a positive influence. I love that song too. I love that song because it's my best, that one. <laughs> oh mate, well, the, you know what? It was an attempt by me to do something that was really shouty and, and a really important thing in my development has been Dave Lewis, the, the other songwriter. So yeah, Runners High was just really an attempt to just really, really tear the, Share the vocal cords and and uh, and it's a really tough song. I don't know if we'll ever be able to perform it live, uh, or if we do, we'll have to play it last. There isn't much happening voice-wise um, uh, after that song. But we are sort of running a little bit out of time. Um, tell us what you got coming up. What what can we expect from you? As much as you know, I could talk all day. I am <laughs> going and getting back and collapsing on the lounge, mate. We are busy. We're busy. We are. I've got. Uh, we, we, we're constantly jamming new material. Uh, we haven't got any shows planned in, in, the, in the new year. We've got a week of uh, recordings, uh, a week of sessions in early March to get in and try and uh, record the main body of another 10 songs because that's what I want to do. Uh, we, we did that during the lockdowns. We put out the singles, you know. We sort of adhered as much to the formula as... Um, as as we were comfortable doing but i'm an album guy i want to i want to put out record i want to make albums that's what i love if i had to compare this to any clash record i'd like to say it's going to be our our sandinista but probably at the length that sandinista <laughs> should have been i don't know if you know but we've done some similar collaborations with some usa bands and we release like the album in the uk and europe um so we'd love to talk to you and have a listen and see if that's a possibility Mate. for you that type of feedback and that type of enthusiasm and that type of support from guys like you guys who live and breathe punk rock 
and are doing what you're doing the same as we're doing what we're doing. You're not going to make any. We're doing what we are doing. Not make. You're not making any money out of it, but you're doing it out of an absolute um, love for punk rock. But support from guys like you guys, it certainly does fucking help, and it really, really means a lot. And, and your enthusiasm for the band is it really means a lot to me and the other guys in the band. So thank you so much, guys, and you will be yeah. hearing anything that we do. What surprised me, and I, and I think, and, and I know it surprised John as well, is, is how strong the Australian punk scene is. And obviously, John said we're running out of time, but it's just like finding pe- people like you, and there's, there's two or three other bands that have come from Australia. It's just like how it's, it's just blown me away as, as to the creativity and, and also the quality that's coming out of australia and that's not not being disrespectful but because we're so insular over here christ there's some yeah. really good stuff coming out from australia so Mate, and and do you know what what you've heard is the tip of the iceberg well we, we'd love you to be our ambassadors in australia and if you if you find some bands that are um, suitable for damn it please pass them our way yeah. we'd love to hear them even, even if we can't work with them it'd be great to hear them I absolutely will, guys, because, um, as I said, there are so many bands that are so amazing. We played a show with a band called Flood. Hey, guys, uh, I hope you listen to this and hear that I've name-checked you. And I think it was their first show. So it's, it's all about or sharing the lack of wealth, I should say, not sharing the wealth. But a um, <laughs> wealth of experience so and, and love. When money, is, when money is not the currency, not making any doesn't really matter too much. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Crash. Um, Mate. Thank you so much, guys. As I said, it's a really, really pleasure, a really amazing pleasure to talk to you. And as I said, anything that we get in the can early next year, I'll be sending. You'll be the first people to hear it, yeah. and we so appreciate your support for all of the stuff we've done so far. All right. <laughs> good night, gents. I, or should I say good morning? Good morning. morning. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy your uh, enjoy, rug up if you go outside. What a guy! I really appreciate him coming in. Really um, yeah, the last, we just played a little bit of Tilly's sake as well um, for a really good cause. Yeah, he's really, really interesting guy. Um, we could actually just do a whole podcast on him chatting. So um, I, I know, I know, he'd um, be quite happy with that. But anyway, um, but you are listening to Dammit Records podcast. Um, and if you like the music that you hear on our podcast, or even if you like it on one of our damnations, where can you hear all this music, John? You can go to www.dammitrecords.bandcamp.com. Okay, just click the link in the pink and enjoy. All right, so we were talking about bands that have uh, been playing on our previous showcases, or showcase, just the singular at the moment. Uh, we've got more coming up in, in, in the new year. And the next band is actually one that's going to be featuring on one of the showcases, and I'll give you a list a bit later on as to where we're playing or where we're putting shows on. Um, but this is a new, fairly new band to us, a band called Chips and Gravy. Um, and this song is from our December's Damnations, and it is called Pandemic.
yeah, I love that song. It, I mean, I'm not really into rockabilly, but it has that rockabilly feel to it. But I do really like it. It's, 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 I mean, we mentioned Wilco earlier, and this this particular song to me had a kind of a Doctor Feelgood vibe about it. Um, but it's a bit also a bit strange because it also had a, a, like a general 1990s indie feel in the in the background. Mm. And oh, I don't know why, but the Oasis um, vocals come come to come to mind as well. So it had a real sort of crossover with it. Um, but what, what I I also really liked about that it was the, the clean yet distorted guitars rather than just full of buzz and overdrive. Mm. And had a nice authentic sound to that. So that's that's a good track. So well done then. Yeah. All right. Who have we got next? Aubrey Hills and the Baron, our old friends. Our old friends. Yeah. Um, now, they made me laugh. Yeah, they make everybody laugh. I yeah, think. I mean, if, if you listen, listen to the interview on the podcast, they were very entertaining. And the one thing that stood out from this is they don't play um, requests on, on the gig, but they play, they say over for the next one. So that, that actually made, made, me, yeah. made me chuckle. That was very good. So, so guys, when, when we play the next gig with you, can we have Double Digit Day, please? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they, and they're just as funny live on stage, aren't they, as they yeah. are being interviewed and through their songs. Um, yeah, so this is Double Digit Day. Underarm sprays and aftershave. I'm a Scorpio. My name is Double Digit Dave, but the girls all call me Randy. I've got shades, I've got smiles, I've got butcher cooking kecks. I've got a four-track mind. Sex, 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 sex. Can I buy you girls a shandy? I know what masculinity means. It's a little thing I keep inside me jeans. I'll show it to you when we get home. I know every chat-up line. Me pick-up words work every time. I made people who are clever look a bit thick. Females are falling down at me feet. They feel so faint and look as white as a sheet. And I just take me pick. I know what masculinity means. It's a little thing I keep inside me jeans. I'll show it to you when we get home. Love them and leave them, that's my creed Cos my satisfaction is guaranteed Slip up to me flat, slip out of that dress No questions asked, no pain, no mess No fun, no foreplay, no finesse And it'll all be over in a minute or less Daughters, here comes trouble. Designer shirts and designer stubble and bright white designer teeth. Feminists say that I'm a disgrace, but I know where my woman's place is underneath. A double digit Dave uh, by Aubrey Hills and the Baron. So we did talk about uh, the showcases and we're going to talk about them a little bit more. Right, so let's talk about the showcases. I mean, we, we've just played Aubrey Hills and the Baron, who were on our first showcase, and we've already said that they were on. Um, Cato Street Conspiracy and Bad Blood were, were already on. And I think the point that we were trying to emphasise with these the showcases, obviously it's a bit of self-promotion, obviously, but it's more to promote the bands. But for that to work, obviously, we need to get people in, into, into the venue. So we've got a few more coming up next year all all the venues um i we either know or we played in the past and we know they're good good little venues and some of them do need the support um so we've got a little list of, of what's coming up 
and uh, starting off early early January. And I know it's uh, post Christmas, post New Year blues, but you, the, the lineup will really get you going. It really, really is is a good good lineup. So you've got Poco Loco in Chatham on the sixth of January. Um, you've got Cato Street Conspiracy. We've got Bad Blood, and we've also got some special guests of Emergency Bitter. And I think you only saw them recently, didn't you, John? Really, really good band. Uh, they play well, and they've got like a comic feel to them as well, and very professional. Comic feel, but they've also got some very good so- social points about it. And um, yeah, if you've mm. never seen Emergency Bitter before. I think you'll be quite amazed, but sadly they're not on the label at the moment, so we won't talk about them too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we got on the 21st of, of uh, January down in the Brighton at the Pipeline. Again, we've got Cato, we've got Bad Blood, we've got Aubrey and the Baron, and we've also got um, Mel Zebra and the Buffaloes. Now, we'll talk, talk a bit more about them in a minute. Um, but for those people who want to come down, that's a ticket in advance. If, if we can do that, it's £6 in advance. And if you want to do it on the door, it's £10 on the door. Um, for you northern types, on the 28th of, of January at the Blackboard and Gateshead, we've got Chips and Gravy, Orioles and the Baron and Born Equal. And that's £6 on the door. Then uh, going into February at the Victoria Bikers Club in Colville, Cato, Bad Blood, Born Equal, Aubrey's and the Baron, and also Senseless. And then at the end of February on the 25th in the exchange in Bristol, we've got Aubrey's and the Baron, Bad Blood, and then hopefully more to be con- confirmed. Um, so wherever you are in the UK, you can come along, enjoy, sample the live music that we offer you on Damn It Records. Okay, so that, that's that's a little bit of um, self-publicity, and um, on we go with one of the bands that are going to be playing, which is Born Equal. And I'm so they, glad that they are playing again. Mm, they've been showing some videos on, online on, on Facebook, and uh, yeah, I mean, e- e- even just those little, little samples, it, it's, uh, I think they're going to be top-notch, so we're really looking forward to seeing them. Yep, and this one's called Blind Leading the Blind. Yeah. 
that was Blind Leading the Blind, and that was taken from our last year's Dammit Blast, another Expletives album. Which is still available if anybody ha- hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. Right, so I think this one deserves a bit of a fanfare, but I think it more des- deserves a bit of a... <laughs> I like that. You like that, yeah? Okay. Um, and, and the reason, and there's no disrespect to these people, Mel, Zebra and the Buffaloes. Um, so, John, you, you've been really involved with this, so tell us all about Mel, okay. Zebra and the Buffaloes and the new CD that's coming out on the 12th. What can I say? Well, I mean, today's the 14th when we launched this podcast, so it's already out, but it's a brand new CD. We've been um, involved in, from conception to publishing, and uh, really proud of this one. We recorded 10 songs for them. As time went on and they added the layers and they added the vocals and they added this and added that, they come out really, really well. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, we, my favourite song is swapped over so many times. And to be fair, I just like them all now. Um, mm. they're, they're all top favourites for me. Well, they're, they're all different. And again, for people that have not heard Mel Zebra and the Buffaloes before, I mean, obviously quite a... A local band to us. I mean, they're they're, they're based down in, in Canterbury in Kent. Um, but for people who have never heard of these these people before, how how would you describe them? What what sort of? Yeah, I mean, it, they are sort of unique in a way, but they've got that slits feeling, and I I love the slits in the in the day. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's um, elements of uh, Riot Girl in there. There's there's rock, you know. If you, so, if you like people like the Donners or Girls School, you've, you've got that. There's an element of country and western in there. That, that seems to be a bit of theme of, of uh, today's conversations. Um, so there's 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 a there's there's something there for everybody, and, and there's also the good old fashioned punk rock in there as well. Yeah, there is, and and what's unique to these guys as well is that there's three members of the band, and each one of them sing um, different songs. Mm. So, um, well, multi-talented people. Multi-talented. So, multi-talented, and and yeah, as you said earlier, the, the the end result of the songs is actually really something quite special. Um, and I I I hope it, not necessarily for 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 our sakes, but for their sakes, I hope they get their recognition. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly the word. You know, because they, they deserve it. And I think that's what we saw them. So let's play one of their tracks, shall we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, as you said earlier, I mean, you, 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 you had a favourite that kept swapping and swapping and swapping. But this one, when we were there in the original recordings, to me, just ju- just jumped out. It was so powerful. Um, and this is called Plus One. Go to a party, I got nothing to say. Sophisticated It's not like the one I got my vehicle 
yeah, that that was Mel Zebra and the Buffaloes plus one. Um, probably quite poignant this time of year with parties that are going on, you know, and uh, stay safe out there. Be happy. It's, it's obviously one of those times of years where it is meant to be happy, but people do get, get very depressed and very sad and do silly things. So um, don't let that be you, please. Um, but on that, that sombre note, we're, uh, we've wrapped up. So thank you very much for listening. As always, if you want to get involved, if you're a band that uh, wants to submit tracks to us, please do. We're always happy to listen to them. We love getting your tracks. John, how do we prefer them? Yeah, we we prefer it by email. That's damn it records, one word, 7782 at yahoo.com. And we always reply. We always reply, even if it's no thank you or we love it. Or, But again, the other thing that I just want to make, make sure is please make it that they're unreleased. Yeah. Save disappointment, as they say in these other adverts. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're going to play out with the Cribs again with In the Bleak Midwinter. Um, but in the, in the meantime, see you next month. Uh, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, yes. <laughs> The bleak midwinter, frost and wind may come. Stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow fall and snow on snow, snow on snow. In the bleak Oh!